Hey friend, I am so excited you're here. I'm Allison and you're listening to the But What If You Did podcast. Think of me as your ultimate hype woman when it comes to navigating those messy transitional seasons in life. Every Monday, I'm sharing conversations with superstellar humans that are changing the world for the better and sharing how they broke free from societal expectations to live life on their terms. You can expect everything from real talk about anything we've been conditioned to not talk about to pep talks guaranteed to inspire you to climb the mountain ahead. Are you ready to elevate your life? Then let's get to it. Hey friends, so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about how podcasting has helped me become a more empathetic leader. I might sound a little bit more cheery, maybe a little bit brighter since we last spoke. Last episode was really, really, really hard for me to get through. I've just had several weeks of being overworked and I do not thrive in an overworked scenario. Not that many of us do. This was something I talked about with one of my coaches earlier today. It's that a lot of us just don't have the self-awareness to realize that we aren't thriving in those seasons. And now that I'm very self-aware, I find that I notice when I'm not thriving really quickly. And it's really hard to like unsee that once I see it, right? So this week, I kind of hit my breaking point where I realized I needed to take a step back to slow down that I was pushing too hard, mostly to meet other people's expectations, which is never a reason to push yourself and run yourself into the ground. And it really took me hitting my breaking point where I just felt really sick at work, having to leave early and then sleeping for 18 hours to realize how much I had pushed my body to the brink the last several weeks, couple of months, you name it. I've been pushing for a while. So anyways, slept a lot. I uh, did some of my favorite things today, starting to bounce back a little bit. Some of you probably got my newsletter that went out for the first time in several weeks with a little bit of a life update. So yeah, just so today I want to talk a little bit about how podcast has kind of been influencing this big transition at work. So let's set the scene a little bit. I want to go back to December of 2019 when I was visiting my parents for the holidays. And I remember I was up early um, because I am, well, I used to consistently be that 5 a.m. wake up person that would get up, drink my coffee, get ready to work out, etc. And I was sitting downstairs by the fireplace, drinking my cup of coffee, watching the morning news that my dad had left on when he left for work. And they were talking about some new virus that had showed up in China. I remember thinking that it's crazy that there are still new viruses showing up all over the world and that we just don't know how to deal with everything yet. And because I feel like we have an answer to everything nowadays. And it was such a fleeting thought. And by the time I returned home from the Christmas holidays, I just had completely forgotten about the virus. Well, a couple months later, we all remember when our world began to shut down overnight. The entertainment industry was especially hard hit, and within weeks, almost all of my friends and coworkers found themselves furloughed or unemployed. I was a few months away from graduating with my master's degree in management of information systems and was not nearly as worried about the sudden loss in work as many others seemed to be. My finances felt pretty stable. Honestly, they were the best they had been in years, and I could really focus all of my time and energy on school, which was really exciting. I had just adopted Elliot a couple months earlier, and man, getting to work from home for a little while and then just being unemployed in general left me at home to hang with him all the time, and that was like a dream come true at that point, right? So by summer, I had realized that I had no idea what I was going to do with my time when I graduated, And that was when I started to realize that 
This unexpected gift of time was an opportunity for more, even though at that point I really didn't know what more was. So I realized that I'd been spending quite a bit of time on the phone just talking to different friends and kind of talking them down from one miniature crisis to the next. I found myself just regurgitating the same life lessons that I was learning from my own little uh, self-development library in my head from different podcasts and books and just kind of sharing things that I was learning and things that were working for me and how different strategies were helping me to keep my head above water over and over and over again. I realized that there had to be a better way for me to share what I was learning with more people because if this person needed to hear it and this person needed to hear it, surely there were more millennials that needed to hear it. And so I started a podcast. And to be honest, the podcast has become one of my greatest adventures in self-growth, in self-awareness, in self-actualization. It's brought some of the most amazing and inspiring coaches and friends into my life. I've created these long-lasting friendships with some of my favorite authors and built a new circle of influence filled with people that get me, you know, the kind that inspire me to reach higher every single day than I ever dreamed possible. And they cheer the loudest from thousands and thousands of miles away. Many of them I've never met before, and they still cheer louder than half of my inner circle that lives 10 miles down the road, right? I've interviewed some truly spectacular, incredible humans that are changing the world for the better. And through it all, I've grown as a human. I've learned how unique each person is and the power behind understanding how someone operates different from myself. I've learned that everyone has a story that got them to where they are and that there's power behind asking better, stronger, smarter questions I've gotten better at active listening and in repeating back to show understanding. I've learned how important emotional intelligence is and that there is so much power behind word choice. And I've strengthened so, so many of these skills that I just listed through podcasting, through interviewing others on the podcast, through these conversations with other millennials that are living similar life experiences. And through learning to host interviews and through being interviewed, I've learned to better tell my own story. So a few weeks ago, as I've mentioned both on my Instagram stories and on last week's podcast, I got promoted at my corporate job. I went from being in a coordinator type position to a leadership position, and that transition has come with a wave of emotions. In the newsletter that I referenced earlier that I just sent out today, which this will be a few days ago or maybe a week ago by the time this episode airs, depending on uh, where life takes me, I shared how when that first happened, I just felt numb to all of these emotions. I had tried so hard to get this promotion for years, and there was always some insurmountable political roadblock that came up. And I'm not one to let roadblocks stop me. Honestly, I will find a way, even if it means taking the less desirable path, but this was a goal that there were a lot of political roadblocks standing in the way of. And honestly, it got to the point where it was so exhausting that it just wasn't worth the struggle. And I kind of shifted my entire career path based off of that struggle. I just said, it's not for me and it is what it is. Like, I'm going to find a better path that is for me. And I never really saw it as a closed door, but more of a like, this wasn't the right door for me kind of moment. And I bet 
many of you millennials that are listening right now can relate to that feeling of exhaustion, that feeling of just trying and trying and trying and not going anywhere. Because I know for our generation, that's something that a lot of us have lived day in and day out for a long time now. And so I found that the struggle to move forward was really draining and it was more draining than it was worth. And so I stopped trying to grow my career where I was and instead set my sights on a new world. I always felt like I was born to lead, but if it wasn't in the corporate space, I realized that that was just okay. The entrepreneurial space offered me a freedom to lead and to be a leader on my own terms. And it just came with this mass amounts of freedom and flexibility that allowed me to balance and to grow in ways that I never knew I needed until I started to explore them. And a lot of that came from being furloughed. A lot of that exploration came from having everything I knew taken away from me and having space and time and just an openness to trying new things. I could feel that physical shift in my energy and my purpose felt clear and it just, it was everything I knew I needed, but didn't know I wanted. And so when I went back to work last fall, I stopped trying so hard. I learned to set clear boundaries at work. And then I got the promotion I had wanted just when I stopped wanting it. But I honestly believe that things happened the way they did for a reason. And podcasting has made me a better leader. It's taught me confidence. It's taught me how to better communicate my needs. It's taught me how to better support my peers, how to stress less. And even to some extent, I'm going to say this, (laughs) the caveat of, I haven't been very good at this this past week, but even to avoid burnout because I know the signs, I know when to stop. I I know when I've gone too far. And that all goes back to that self-awareness that I've learned through the podcast But above all, it's taught me to be a more empathetic leader and how to build an environment where my team will thrive and enjoy coming to work every day. So what is empathetic leadership? According to Tony Robbins, empathetic leadership is a style of leadership that focuses on identifying with others and understanding their point of view. Empathetic leaders take a genuine interest in the people around them what makes them tick, what inspires them, and the way they feel. They want to understand why people are the way they are, and this desire helps them to become great leaders who are able to connect with many types of people and adapt their styles depending on who they are interacting with. Now, of course, there are downsides to empathy leadership traits. Empathetic leaders can find it difficult to confront others and to provide negative feedback. But the best empathetic leaders don't just feel for their team they take action to help them grow their careers. And sometimes that means having to give constructive criticism. Reading that, oof, let me tell you, my first few weeks as a leader have come with a crash course in a lot of things and constructive feedback and criticism is definitely one of those things. It was probably the thing I was least looking forward to about the job. And that's because I've had so many leaders that have bullied me through feedback that I didn't want to be that kind of leader, and I knew that I had a choice to not be that kind of leader, but at the same time, I feel like sometimes the corporate culture 
kind of encourages you to give feedback a certain way. And I was afraid that stepping into a leadership role would force me to be not authentic and to give feedback or to have hard conversations in a way that didn't feel good to me. But I've also had leaders that have inspired me through feedback, and I will always aspire to that. So for me, it was knowing that I had a choice ahead of me, and I was just fearful that I would be expected to behave a certain way that didn't align with my values. And it's been really interesting for me to dissect where those feelings came from and why I felt like it was going to be that way. But beyond that, giving feedback is hard. And yet millennials and Gen Zers want feedback. And it's an important skill to develop giving feedback. So it's one of those things where it's going to take practice. And I feel like I'm okay at it right now. But I know I can do better. And it's something that I really do hope to keep working on. It's never going to be a comfortable situation. Giving feedback or receiving feedback is never comfortable. But it's learning to lead into the, the uncomfortable. And that's something that we talk about a lot on this podcast for a reason. So why is empathetic leadership important? Well, being empathetic often contributes to more positive outcomes overall. It leads to increased trust, stronger teams, better decision making, and increased influence. Tony Robbins breaks down empathetic leadership into four key traits, and those are empathy, compassion, emotional intelligence, and flexibility. And I'm going to quote some of the definitions from the article that I read, which will be linked below in the show notes, because I just thought it was a really good way of explaining it, and I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. So what is the difference between empathy and compassion? Well, empathy is your ability to feel others' pain, but compassion is your desire to act on it and to relieve their suffering. Think of empathy as a data gathering tool, while compassion is putting what you've learned into practice. Empathy might allow you to learn what inspires your employees, which you can then put into practice to get them to give a killer performance. Now the next was emotional intelligence, and emotional intelligence incorporates not only your ability to recognize others' emotions, but to identify and control your own emotions. And this is so important, especially when you are giving feedback, when you are interacting with people that report to you. And this allows you to practice empathy and compassion without letting emotion really get the better of you, right? And the third was, or the last, I guess really it's the fourth because we talked about empathy and compassion all in one fluid sentence, and that is flexible leaders are able to quickly gauge the needs and emotions of others and adapt to any situation. The word adapt has really stuck with me a lot lately, and I think it's because sometimes I feel super adaptable and other times I feel like I really suck at adapting. That is definitely something that I am working on right now is just being more adaptable and resilient when situations are maybe harder than I expect them to be. So something else I've learned throughout my growth journey and through my conversations on the podcast is that empathy can really be broken down into two subcategories. You have cognitive empathy and emotional empathy. So cognitive empathy is if you were to say, if I were in his position, what would I be thinking right now? And emotional empathy is thinking about if I were in his position, I would feel blank. 
And when I found myself in a position to offer constructive feedback, I try to keep both of those statements in mind. And I mean truly front of mind. Because I recall that fear that I felt for years every single time I got feedback because of poor leadership. And I strive, seriously strive every day to never make anyone that works under me feel the way that I felt under so, so many leaders. And with that, I feel like I'm better, I'm able to better relate, right? To feel a connection with that previous version of myself helps me to be better as my present self and to act in a more empathetic manner as a result of the growth work I've done. And through that sound advice that my guests have shared over the last year and a half, I've grown into a more empathetic person and a more empathetic leader. The conversations I've had on the podcast have taught me how to be kind, but firm when needed. They've taught me to listen to all perspectives and that no perspective is necessarily right or wrong. It's just perspective and to have courage when it comes to challenging my own perspective, because sometimes my current perspective no longer serves me. I was reading another article by Forbes on why empathy is such an important leadership skill, and the article wrapped up by talking about how much empathy contributes to positive relationships and organizational cultures, and it also drives results. Empathy is not a brand new skill, but following the pandemic, while we're still living the pandemic, it has taken on this new level of importance. I just said that to a coworker a couple days ago. Empathy has a new level of importance. And so that just resonated so strongly with me because I have felt that way for so many months. We can't treat people the way we treated them pre-pandemic. We have all been through a lot in the last couple of years. The people on my team have been through a lot in the last couple of years. We really all have had our own version of hard. And in order to grow stronger together as a team, we have to be more compassionate towards one another. And this goes back to what I, I talked about last week, but in about being self-compassionate and being kind to ourselves. But now it's projecting that externally. Our default state should be to be kind. And so I want to share a study that was part of the Forbes article that really resonated with me. And I think the statistics will help to show why I felt compelled to share this part of my story with you guys this week. So when we go through tough times and struggle with burnout, we can find it challenging to find happiness at work. In those times, empathy can be a powerful antidote, and it can contribute to positive experiences for both individuals and team. And so there was a study done by Catalyst of 889 employees, and it talks about how empathy has some significant constructive effects. So I'm going to read verbatim some of the statistics from this study. So the first constructive effect was innovation. When people reported their leaders were empathetic, they were more likely to report that they were able to be innovative. 61% of employees compared to only 13% of employees with less empathetic leaders. They reported better engagement. 76% of people who experienced empathy from their leaders reported they were engaged compared to only 32% who experienced less empathy. They reported better retention. 57% of white women and 62% of women of color said they were unlikely to think of leaving their companies when they felt their life circumstances were respected and valued by their companies. 
However, when they didn't feel that level of value or respect for their life circumstances, only 14% and 30% of white women and women of color, respectively, said that they were unlikely to consider leaving. Uh, Inclusivity. 50% of people with empathetic leaders reported their workplace was inclusive, compared to only 17% of those with less empathetic leadership. And work and life balance. When people felt their leaders were more empathetic, 86% said that they were able to navigate the demands of their work and life successfully juggling their personal family and work obligations. And this was compared to 60% of those who perceived less empathy. At the end of the day, guys, I'm grateful that podcasting has taught me such a valuable life skill. I think that we can all get caught up in society's expectations that we should have a certain job title by the time we reach X. But what if I wasn't ready before? What if that's why it never worked out when I wanted it to? The universe works in strange and unexpected ways. And I'm grateful that podcasting has been the catalyst that made me a better leader. The connections I've made, the relationships I've built, and the way the entrepreneurial community has had my back has taught me how to be a better and more empathetic leader in the corporate space. And I am forever grateful that the pandemic handed me this gift. A gift that allows me to inspire the next generation of changemakers. Cheers to making the world a better place. One podcast episode at a time. As always, thank you so, so much for coming to spend some time with me today, for coming to hang. I appreciate that you chose to spend your morning with me, your afternoon, your evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I know you have a lot of choices when you listen to podcasts, and I'm so grateful to continue sharing this journey with you. If you've not subscribed already, please feel free to do so on whatever platform you're listening from. And if you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts, I would love to read it. My DMs are always open. I'm always looking to make new connections and new friends through this journey. So if we haven't connected over on social, give me a follow at But What If You Did Pod. And on that note, friends, I hope you have a wonderful week. We are quickly approaching the holiday season. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and I will talk to you all real soon.